<laughs> what <Johnny>. up? <laughs> How are you? I'm good. It's so good to see you. It's oh good my to God. see you too. It's been so long. I know. Let me get the geek. I'm, I'm, I'm like geeking out right now. Hold on. <laughs> Don't trip. <laughs> so, so I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I was telling my wife and my mom recently, I think the last time I saw you was your 21st birthday. I'm trying to think. I'm like, what happened on my 21st you birthday? You came to San Diego when we got you fucked up. You got, and you, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> I think that's the last that time I saw you. Hi, man. That was a really good time. I had like all my siblings there. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, we yeah it was it was it was crazy because I remember um, even Teresa got pretty messed up and Levi they got messed uh, messed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was like a unplanned pub crawl, and yeah. we really were crawling at the end, dude. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> so that's right. Cool. That's crazy. And so, um, um, it's been that long. So you you have a daughter now. Yeah. How old is she? She is four and a half. She'll be five in April. Wow. Yeah, Spitfire, just like her mom. So it's cool. And you have a little one too, right? Yes, I've had, he's almost two and March will be two. Dang. Yeah, time goes by. Yeah, that's crazy. And I, I was telling somebody, who was I telling about how, um, so just like, like, just try to, to forget all this okay and it's just how to talk you know what i mean because i know i'm i get nervous too when i'm do these i get really fucking nervous when i fucking do these and especially like people i haven't talked to in years yeah <laughs> i wish i had something on that shit <laughs> okay. what is that uh it's like a double eagle santa maria double eagle it's pretty light i like it it's an ipa yeah oh wow okay that's no dope. it's a honey blonde my bad. Oh, okay, okay, okay. American honey blonde. Not bad. Though. That's dope. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, um, I was telling somebody about how, with you, um, 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 when I was graduate, when I graduated high school, me and Razor, me and your brother would hang out a lot, and you were a little junior high kid, mm-hmm. and you would hang out with this little girl, and you guys would just like goof around and like do crazy shit. Where Razor, Raymond was like, "Dude, just leave them alone. Like, like let them, <laughs> let, let them do their little shit." Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. You know, when you reached out, like, and, and I didn't, I had, I think you had posted something about this. So I knew you had done a podcast, but you like reminded me, I'm like, oh shoot. So I went and went to check everything out. Cause like, it, this is definitely something that's right up your alley. I could totally have a personality for this. Like it's a shame <laughs> your face more. Cause it's like all sunshine and rainbows, dude. But um, talking about like middle school, it's just crazy because like you're definitely someone I get a lot of my my comedy from because you're you're always really weird. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. the humor was really weird. And I, I just dug that, man. Like it was always really cool having you around. And that was a really important time in my life. Middle school was rough, man. So it was cool to see you. I'm like, you're weird. And like I, I looked up to you. So it was cool. I'm like, all right, <laughs> I'm gonna be all right. <laughs> Right, right, but I remember back then it was like um, you didn't like us, and and we kind of like I didn't know I didn't. Ray, I mean, you guys were brother and sister, but you you didn't like us, and and Raymond was like didn't like you, and you're like just leave him alone, leave him alone. Now I would just leave you guys alone, but you seemed like you didn't like us. But as the more I came around, the more it seemed like like everybody was like, especially you got more warmed to me, more warm. And we like I remember when we went to Denny's, and we took that picture. Remember we took those pictures where I was like, yeah, because <laughs> you kept drinking water. 
Yeah, something stupid. I would just do dumb crap all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's crazy how, and I was telling someone too, like back then it seems so like the age gap was such a great, like, oh, I'm in high school. You're a little junior high kid, or I just graduated high school. And now it's like, you know, we have kids and we're both, we're both adults living in this crazy ass world. Mm -hmm. And it's like, the older you get, the more the age gap just kind of like, just breaks down into something different. At one point, we're all just boring adults, just trying to figure it out. <laughs> right. All, I'm confused as fuck. I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing with my life. I'm like a dad now. I don't feel like a dad. I'm the same guy. You know, I'm the same little fucking guy making, being weird and Denny's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with a kid. I have my moments too where I get stuck. I'm like, whoa, like I need to get it together. There's someone to tell it on me. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know yeah. what? I think we're doing all right. I, I mean, the fact that we still have time to have a creative outlet like this, like not only is that healthy, but like that says a lot about where we're at in life. Like we we're making time for this, the things that we can enjoy and just chit chatting. You know what I mean? Like we're right. just catching up, but this is really a creative way of looking at things and what, what, with what's going on around us. Like we're like, what is it? Making lemonade with this. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> making, making lemon lemonades out of those lemons they're giving us. Yeah, so it's pretty chill. Um, it's crazy sometimes, like, I was thinking about, like, what, who am I? What am I going to talk about? All this stuff, right? And it's crazy to think, like, naturally, being a parent's like, one of the first things we talk about, just because it takes up so much of, like, who we are to day-to-day, right? You know, we're, we're really trying to strive to be a good example for these kids. But um, I was actually having this talk with my mom the other day, because uh, I... I work for a school now. I work for a uh, a nursing school. I'm an instructor there. And it kind of blows my mind sometimes because like a lot of my students, they're either like my age or a little bit older. And they always ask like, you know, like, how does it feel like you achieved all your goals? You're so young. Like, and it just sounds crazy to me, like to hear it like that, you know, put in that way. And it's, I always tell them, like, I tell my mom too, like, I don't even feel like I made it. Like I, you know, I can definitely see how successful I've been to this point. But the thing is, like, I always crack up because I'm like, man, nursing's cool, but that's my fallback. Like, I want to be a stand-up comedian. Like, I tell everybody, <laughs> like, should. this, I'm, I'm determined, man. But it's, it's crazy to like look at, you know, how far we've come, where we're at, where we're trying to go. I think what the pandemic has done is really given me time to think about, like, I don't know, like, yeah, I've, I've made it, but what what do I want what do I want to do next and what do I want to contribute you know what I mean right 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 cool like uh like I said going back to just you doing this and whatnot it was just like another thing which is blowing my mind that you thought I didn't like you guys so I was I was like geeking out right now because I'm like I think you're so cool <laughs> I've always thought you're it was, so cool it was at first like the first couple of times like and, and even yeah. then you were you were kids we were kids we were all kids and just yeah it's not a big deal but I remember that specifically you being like you did roll your eyes and stuff <laughs> back in the day those hormones for sure middle school hormones it's it's a thing we're all moody and trying to rebel against society right but so what did what did you what have you um, um you became a nurse um you became a nurse what did you do how did you go through did you go to um cal state yeah. or how did you get through there oh, hold on i think my internet's cutting up uh there we go um yeah I went I actually go to BC which is pretty cool I went to BC became an RN and then just a couple years into practicing being on the floor 
I, I kind of always figured I'm like a really hands-on person. So like being in school was rough, man. I hated sitting in class, like all of the pressure just to, to be out. My thing is like, C's gets degrees, man. I was just trying to get by, like, let me get an RN behind my name and we're good, man. And uh, I always knew I was like, once I hit the floor, like I'm a people's person, like I'm a hard worker, I'm going to make this work. And sure enough, that's what I did. Like, I had a lot of people, even some of my instructors tell me, like, this is not for you, man. Like, you're, you don't really pay attention. You're not getting it. And I was just like, let me get on the floor, man. And I'm going to show you what I can do. And sure enough, I got on the floor, started working. About a year in, I started training other people. A little bit after that, the same instructors that were, like, super doubtful of me were back on my hospital floor with, like, their, their new batch of students. And they were so mind blown. They were like, whoa, is that Paloma? Like, what did you expect? Like, I'm not a scrub. Like, <laughs> so it's, it was crazy. And they offered me a job to come work at the college uh, just because I, I have a knack for educating people and getting people to understand just because I think my brain works weird uh, and the way it processes things is different. But it actually is a benefit because I'm able to put things into a way that makes sense for others because like, I don't know. That's just the way I process things. So now I'm doing that. It's pretty cool. I'm a, I'm a nursing instructor at two of the hospitals here. I just take around a bunch of new scared students and I show them ropes. It's honestly really gratifying. How long have you said you've been doing this? Uh, I've been doing it now for like the last four years. Oh, wow. Damn. Yeah. So like you, four you, years. you started doing that right when the, the pandemic happened. Oh, I mean, that was like, that was like what you were doing when the pandemic happened. Damn. Yeah. I've been a nurse now for like six years, but I've been teaching for four. So I was transitioning away from being bedside when COVID hit into this new nursing role. So it was really crazy to bring all of these, like a new batch of students into this new world and have the world be literally on fire, like as I'm introducing it to them. So it's really I've had to, to, how would I say that? Like, it wasn't just teaching nursing. Like I genuinely felt like there was days where I was just trying to get people to get by with life. Like it wasn't about a grade. It was, it was literally like people were, you know, they're stay at home moms and they're trying to make it do, but they got their, you know, they lost their job because of COVID. And then they have to worry about going to the hospital and bringing something home to their kids, you know? And like I said, when I think back to what, my experience was in nursing school had I had to deal with that during a pandemic I would have quit like it was, it was hard enough I would have been like I'm out it's not for me like I'm good so to see some of these people not only just deal with with what online nursing school is like they just got real big hearts man they just want to get out there and they, they want to learn this and they want to they want to make a change. It's really crazy. It kind of reminds me when I was growing up when like 9-11 happened and everybody, I remember all the kids in my, my class all wanted to be firefighters after that, you know, because they saw these brave people go in there. And it's like, I see it now, like all these people who want to be nurses, like they see all these people, the glory of it all. But it's like, it's not until you actually start the program where reality hits. Like not only are you having to like study every day, try to pass tests every day, you have to work with people who are sick and sometimes, you know, 
sometimes it's more than that. And these are people who are just coming into it. Like they were working at McDonald's the other day and now they're over here holding someone's hand while they're taking their last breaths. You know what I mean? So it's been really interesting because when I first came into this, it was just trying to teach them the ropes. But now it's, it's developing into this new, like, I'm out there doing TED Talks and stuff, just trying to inspire people, like just get them to keep going, that they're capable and stuff. Um, there's talk right now with my boss of like a new job opportunity where like, essentially she wants me to be, she called it a success coach. And my job, like I'd be getting paid to just like let people know that the sun shines out their ass. And it's so cool. Like, I don't know. That sounds really cool. So I get all worked up, dude. That's tight. No, that's like I love, I love it. I I love my job. I love what I do. I think I'm real. I'm real lucky. I have, I have a good life. So yeah. anyway, and you're young, up. and you're young too. <laughs> you're really young to be like you said to be doing that. You're young. Yeah, like it. It kind of blows my mind sometimes. But like that's something I knew from when I was little. Like I might have been a pain in the ass and like <laughs> had some sort of attitude, but I knew like. I knew I was, I was going to make a difference. Like, you know, our childhood, the way Raymond and I are, it's, it's, it's all because of, you know, everything that we've, we've been through as kids and whatnot. So to look at all of us, like we're all in different parts of our life doing different things, but man, we're like, all, we're genuinely good people. And like, we got beautiful families and it's just, I don't know. It's crazy, like, and to think, like, yeah, dude, we are all young. We're still, we're the drunk deals and theas at the parties where we were growing up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like yeah. we're them. We're the weird ones. <laughs> That's tight. It's really cool. Do all your um kids get together? Do all your kids get together? Uh, like, not you're, as you're... much. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, COVID has definitely run its course on our family just because, like, we have different points of view. And, and you know us, we're all pretty stubborn. And, like, so it's, it's, it's messy, but we all love each other. Um, and I know things will, they'll work out. It's just, I think that's how it is for a lot of people right now. There's a lot of uncertainty. And if I've, I've learned anything with my work, um, Cause like I have another job and I do vaccines. I'm a vaccine coordinator. So like when all of this started to blow up all this COVID nonsense, um, I was like trying to, I was getting these mass vaccination clinic sites going, you know? And uh, I guess because I was all in that. And for me, I understand what the science behind it. Like I, I try to be like more science driven than my bias or anything like that. Like I always just try to go off science and it's crazy sometimes because like what makes sense to some and just seems common. It's like, oh, common good. You know, it's not the case for everybody. And like one thing I'm really trying, I, I think I've come to terms with is we're not all going to agree on anything. And that's why this isn't going away anytime soon. Like, I, be, I remember at the beginning of this, I was super bitter. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was like, man, like, let's just get it together. Like, it's so right. easy. You know, like, and I wasn't even speaking on just everybody get vaccinated because I don't agree that everybody should do something. That's an invasive procedure. I feel like people should take, have an educated understanding of what they're doing and then consent to it because that's a whole slippery slope on its own. Um, but right. what I do feel, it's, it's just like, the social distancing, like the masking, 
all of that just seemed to me very like commonplace. It just seemed like, oh, okay, like this is a bug. Some people get sick. Let's cover our mouths. Like it, but it doesn't work like that for everybody. Not everybody's in the same place. Not everybody had the same background. Like it just, and it doesn't like you can make it so easy to understand. It's it's not about that. It's about people feeling like they still want to have a say. And that I totally respect that. So it is crazy to have the type of jobs that I have and and like still have that view because like some other people I work with, they get real crazy. Like they yeah. that's, that's, that's my job. Polarity. Yeah, dude. It's every day like, my job. That's my job right there. Every day, every day I have to deal with that. Every fucking day. People what do you just, do? What is it? I work at Costco. So I'm like just I work I just stock produce at Costco, like in the middle of the day. And every day, so it was the uh, that because what's it called? The Omicron. I don't even know what it's called. People call it the Omarion. Black Twitter's calling it Omarion variant. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> variant. The Omicron. Um, yeah. yeah, but um, but um, they put up a, a sign in front of Costco and it, all over Costco inside that says from December fifteenth to January fifteenth, uh, you have to wear a mask just just to like calm down the you know get get through this and. Um, just like in the beginning, you know, the same thing when all this started, but people come in and I see them, they don't want to put on the mask. They are like, and we have masks at the door. We're giving people masks. Like you don't have a mask. Okay. We got one for you, but people still walk in and like, we'll just rush past and not say nothing. Or some people will just like come up with an excuse. Well, my doctor said, you know, like they'll come on and it's like, just, just, just put, or, or people will put one on, go inside and then take it off. And there'll be like a sea of people without masks and then people are coming to me with masks are are <laughs> doing with me going yeah. why, why is he not like like trying to like like push me to go tell him like i'm not i'm not a manager like i i can't tell him if i go tell him something he's just gonna talk shit in my face you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> pay me that. Grumpy. yeah yeah exactly like people are grumpy every yeah. day so i see that too I, I i know exactly what you're talking about and it's just like one of those things that we can all just it's been, it's for a month that's all it's it's telling you on the sign it's just for a month guys that's yeah. it that's it but they still can't i mean i get it like you said people feel like you know like they should be able to do what they want to do yeah but i mean if, if it's helping the next guy why not just for a month you know what i mean yeah it's funny because so i'm in school right now i'm trying to get my master's and i'm trying to figure out like what i want my research papers to be on and one of the things i've been looking into is what's going to be the long-term complications of COVID, right? So, and that's what people are really sleeping on. They're more worried about like, well, they didn't die. Yeah, you didn't die. But like, even people who aren't hospitalized are going to have long-term complications. And what's right. crazy is that people are failing to realize that we're already experiencing some of those long-term complications. So one of the things that's coming up is called like this brain fog, right? Because we are social beings and we've been quarantined for so long and not, you know, experiencing our normal day to days. For some people, it's going to give them brain fogs where they get kind of lethargic, like the winter doesn't really help either. It's kind of like the seasonal blues, right? You just kind of like, you're not getting enough sunshine. So it can't really be sunflowers and rainbows, right? Right, right. So the other side of that, it's going to what what they're seeing psychologically is that you know obviously anxiety and depression are on the rise um the other component to that is that people have been feeling like the last two years like they are not in control 
of what they get to do on the day to day. So just as like a toddler who doesn't have the words to explain what's going on, that tantruming, mm-hmm. that's what we're going to start seeing more and more of these people who feel very disgruntled because of what's been going on over these last two years are acting out we're going to see a lot more karens we're going to see a lot more just well why aren't you doing anything joey go do that joey like i'm so upset they're going to be uh what's that projecting their their stresses their anxieties and their fear and, and just anger onto everyone around them and that's what like that's more what worries me just because that divide, that polarity is just going to keep growing because people are just, they're upset over what's happened over the last couple of years. And they're having to sit at home sometimes with like really big feelings about what, what they've experienced in their lives. Or even some people have like flashbacks, you know, whatever, whatever people, whatever people's demons are. Right. Um, so that, that's something I've kind of just been doing the research on and, and how it's kind of tying into what we're seeing going on with like this. I I don't know if you've been following, but like the fentanyl epidemic and what's going on with fentanyl and all that. Oh yeah. 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 It's no longer just people chasing a high, like one of the research studies that I was reading, it's, it has to do with just, that's just how sad some people are and they, they don't have people, you know, like this has really been a time where they show each, you know, you mean like they just become dependent on it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and even just a little bit of this stuff really um, is doing so much harm. So it's crazy. Like all of a sudden we have fentanyl going around like crazy and people are really depressed right now. So it's just like, I just want to know where it's coming from. I might be going on my conspiracy track. Let me, let me slow it down right now. Like this, I just start thinking about all of that, man, and how it's tying in. And some of the research I've been reading, I'm like, how this brain fog is leading to depression and then like just seeing the increase in drug use. And it's just, it's crazy. Like I would really hope that people can like start coming together and understanding like we really, we really got to be talking about this, not just like this getting sick part, but just what we've all had to deal with for the last, you know, two years. And, you know, for you, like you do, you have a two-year-old like, staying at home with a two-year-old. It's already hard enough to go to the park, you know, and not have to worry about like, do we need to sanitize? Does he need to wear a mask? Right, right. You know? And, and just like not being able to grow up the way we did with all those family parties and get togethers and seeing all the tias and tios acting a fool and, you know, having a good time and stuff. It's just crazy. So I don't know, like, um, I don't even know how that came up. I was just talking about school, but. No, no, I, I, I totally understand what you're saying because uh, like you're just saying about my son, he was born the weekend they shut everything down. So he was like, it was, we were in the hospital when, you know, after he was born and we're in the hospital, we had to stay for two days so I can do tests and all that stuff and make sure he's, he's okay before we, they send us home. Yeah. And uh, while we're in the hospital waiting, I'm like watching the news and I'm like on my phone and I could see slowly, like every day he was like more cases, more cases. And yeah. I was like, oh shit. And then, then sure enough that, he was born on Thursday. We got out Sunday. And then they told us that Monday, everything was locked down. And I was like confused. Like, wait, everything? I was so confused. Yeah. It was really, really confusing. But with that being said, I get what you're saying. And it makes sense because I know I also heard that there are a lot of babies, like because of we're all locked down and we're all stuck. There's a lot of like a baby boom is going to happen. Yeah. Another baby boom about to happen. But let me ask you this, since you're more educated in this field than I am, because I'm not at all. Is there a possibility that um, like, the, like, for example, the vaccines, you know, 
-hmm. when they first came out, they were pretty rushed. Is there a possibility that in 10 years, some of these vaccines may, we may have some side effects from these vaccines that we weren't expecting? I mean, the probability is always, there's always, you know, a chance that things can go awry. I know that um, given everything that was going on at the height of the pandemic, dude, it was so hard to trust the science that was coming out. Right. That's what I was, that's because I, in the beginning, I was really concerned about vaccinations. Like that was quick. That was too quick. And then one of the things I was worried about is there was a Johnson and Johnson vaccine. I was like, whoa, because I remember they took off baby powder. Yeah. Because it gave kids cancer. Yeah. So I was like, why are they coming out with the Johnson and Johnson vaccine? Because everybody's trying to get their money back, man. But I'm like, that's ridiculous that people don't, did they forget? And then it's gone. There's no more Johnson and Johnson, right? Am I, are they still out there? It's still out there. It's still out there, but definitely people started catching on that. Maybe they shouldn't be trusting this company. Okay. Cause yeah, I haven't heard about the Johnson and Johnson since the beginning. And now it's just, it's just Moderna and Pfizer. That's all I hear about. And, and then I heard, an, I don't know if it's part of them or, or if it's the same no, thing. Yeah, I, I completely understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super scary and it's super sketchy. And, and so that's why I'm like, okay, this is weird. Like, like, I mean, I'm not an anti-vaxxer at all. I am pro-vaccine, but I feel like maybe wait a little while. But now I, I saw something the other day where they said it's been, there's this company, I think it's Pfizer, or I think it's like a, a new um, version of Pfizer where they've been testing it for two years since it's been two years since COVID first, the first strain of COVID first came out and and wherever. And this is one they've been working with for two years. So I feel more comfortable with that. Like, you know, and I just, I'm just nervous for for my kid when he gets there, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, I don't want him to have any side effects or anything. And I'm just nervous. I just, but who knows, you know, you never know. He could drink some, the soda he's drinking. He might get, I mean, he's not drinking any soda now, but I'm saying is eventually he might drink the soda that's got, that gives him cancer or some shit later down the road. You know what I mean? Who knows? Yeah. I just get scared. I, mean, I, I completely understand that. Cause as a parent and just as a human being, cause I'm the, the just being a nurse doesn't mean I'm only going to think as a nurse should think it's definitely what drives a lot of my decisions is based off of like everybody as a whole. I like to think. Um, but I, I had my reservations too, man. I was one of those people. I don't even really like getting flu shots. I'll be honest. I'm pro just, I believe science, but at the same time, I don't want to get poked with that. Like, I don't, I don't know that I have the most trust in, well, let alone these companies, but when all of this was happening, we here in the United States did not have a strong leadership that was trustworthy in explaining what was going on and getting the facts out there. Like nobody felt certain because it was a mess. Like if it's like growing up and I would assume it's like growing up, there's a war going on and you're just going to trust your parents know what the heck to do, man. But they don't. And you're just like, oh, man, there's a war about to start. And they don't even know what they're doing like that. Of whole uncertainty, of course, people would have questions about these vaccines. Um, So what I did, especially because if I'm going to be putting being out there in the community, talking about people getting vaccines and trying to advocate, I didn't want to be ever met with questions where I was like, oh, I don't know. But one thing I do know is um, as as far as the science behind it, they really do try to trend which... um, which viruses are have a capacity to be the next uh, big pandemic or even, you know, something that ends all of us as a species, right? right. Coronavirus was 
something that they'd been following for some time. And that's why it did seem so rushed and like out of nowhere, all of a sudden we have vaccines. Like we just heard about Corona just yesterday. Right. Right. But it's because they had been working for some time and had already seen that this one did have a capacity to become what it is now. Um, what a lot of people and myself included, um, what we need to understand is that the science, I, I want to believe scientists, I want to believe, you know, that they, they really put in the work and they're, they're putting out trustworthy products. Where I have my hesitancies are with the companies where, and who's producing, who's mass producing this, you know, why is Moderna and Pfizer two shots and Johnson and Johnson only one? Right. You know, how does the company get away with something like that? Especially a company that, like you said, has ties to something that had known carcinogens and was still being put out to babies, bro. Like, right. No. Yeah. Right. I, I completely understand. And um, that's something that I've really been passionate about is looking into some of these companies and just how close they're tied to other companies and how they're close to people who have power and money It's really all I'm saying is just like vaccine, just like you would shop around for name brands of like a Coke or a medicine. I say shop around for your vaccines. Look at what the company's about. Look at how much research goes into it. What patents did they have to pass, you know? Right, right. Uh, and if that you don't sense. know, just reach out. There's a lot of medical professionals out there willing and wanting to educate, you know? It's so crazy to me. Like people will read an article or read a news you know watch a video or something and they're just like oh i already know all about it i'm like right oh dude like where right, did you right. get your sources from you know because i'm all about people educating themselves and having a difference of opinion i just don't tolerate when people don't do the work like what are you saying right now man like people are going to listen right. to you and especially people who are who have power who have you know great personalities you're bringing something to the table it better I don't know, do more, do more good than harm. And I'm right. I'm, I'm going to go on record and say that uh, I'm not, I wasn't, and I am currently not a very, I wasn't a very big uh, uh, Trump. You know, I didn't really, really like how Trump handled things. I wasn't really, you know, a, a Trump, you know, I didn't like how he did things, but one of the things I will give him is he made me aware of fake news. So like whenever I read something now, I will think I will read who, yeah. Who wrote who wrote the article? Like I didn't used to do that before. Until he made he coined the phrase fake news. It just sucks that he had to like fake news is associated with him because yeah, yeah, yeah. he has such a like a stigma with with who he is and what he says. Uh, um you know, you can't really trust a lot of the stuff that comes out of his mouth, but <laughs> one of the things that I I I I learned from him is is reading. Now whenever I read something, I'll look at the at the um like whenever I read anything like on BuzzFeed Oh mm -hmm. man, garbage. It, they don't know what they're talking about. You know what I mean? Like, so I already know if there's certain publications that are, that are writing about this. Oh man, they, I already know they, they fucked up about this. You know what I mean? They, they, yeah. they, they were wrong about this or that or that. And so I know I'll, I'll stick to the ones that I do like, you know what I mean? That I know that I trust that I, I mean, you can't trust anything, no. but, you know, <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, you can't trust anything you read or see, but like you said, you know, people will just take something that's on the internet and they'll run with it and they don't they don't know the source the source no, could be a shitty ass source why because it's all about it's it's really a clickbait nation man everybody's just trying to get a click here a like there so it's like they will put out purposely put out bogus headlines and then you read the article and you're like it's actually saying the exact opposite like what are you saying right now and yeah Dude, let's be honest though. How many? I, I feel like I know a lot of people. They just read the headline, and that's what their discussion piece. I'm like, right. did you 
read it though. Like, right, right, right. I know people like that too. I used to do that. Now it's like, nope, I got to read the whole thing because I was wrong so many times. <laughs> I feel that too because I get real impassioned sometimes, man. And I'm like, I just, I need to slow my roll. I'm all, let me fact check myself because right, right. I don't want to contribute to that. I don't. I just want everybody to get along, man. <laughs> right, right. And that's another thing too. People will take something and then they'll just spew it and they think they know everything and then they they argue with people because they're they're wrong or they're right. They think they're wrong or they think they're right and you know, yeah. trying to prove people wrong. So it's unfortunate. It's very unfortunate, but you know, yeah. that's how that's how the world is. And as we get older, <clears throat> excuse me, as we get older, we're starting to see how humans are. I did not see this when i was young i did not see this different all these different oh my gosh so crazy i'm gonna be honest with you joey just because i don't think a lot of people really knew but like it's crazy so i now that i have my kid you know um i noticed that she has she has some trouble with like listening and just calming herself down and it's crazy because i see a lot of me in that and, um, you know, so I wanted to to look more into it. And we started going to a, a child therapist and whatnot, you know, because I didn't, I'm not going to sit here and believe my kid has like, she, she's, she's a beautiful, sorry, my cuss, but like, she's a beautiful fucking kid. Like, and a lot of people don't have patience for all of that, that energy. Right. But I see a lot of myself in that because I remember when I was growing up, like I had a lot of attention issues and. Like my childhood was pretty crazy, you know, like with my parents, like, I don't know how much, you know, but like my parents, that was a really toxic relationship, man. And growing up, there was a lot of really bad people around. And uh, my dad didn't make the best choices about who was coming around our family, you know? So as a kid, I kind of had a, um, I know now that I had ADHD. And so with a lot of people, I really was skeptical of people at first um, because I had so many people that weren't the best intended around me, I started to create a lot of like walls and I, I studied people a lot. Like even as a little kid, I was a little people watcher. I wanted to see what they were up to. What were they talking about? I was all in the cheese, man. Like, so I kind of knew like I could pick and Now I'm really in tune with it because I've come to terms with how, you know, how I process things, but I'm really good at reading people's like body language how they're saying something you know you know when you're having a discussion with someone and you think you're just having a chit chat back and forth but you're starting to feel that animosity from the other person like they're getting real worked up that's something that I'm really sensitive to like I'm sensitive to people's emotions period just because I had to like walk around a bunch of people like like how could I explain this um I see it in my brother a lot too you know like we we had to deal with a lot of people who were just not the best around us. So we had to create coping mechanisms, you right. know, and, and and that's, you know, where we're, we're becoming adults and I'm realizing like, man, like adults had a lot of stuff going on. Right. Like we look at the adults around us when we were growing up and it's like, it all kind of just starts making sense. You're like, damn, there was a lot of stuff going on, you know, right. and we're just, we're just out there having fun. Right. So now that I'm the adult, like, I think I'm getting off topic. What was I talking about? <laughs> no, no, I, I can relate. I can relate. Yeah. So like just being able to like recognize that polarity, like I've always kind of been sensitive to that growing up just because I did have a lot of stuff going on around us. There was not so many great people. There were a lot. I feel like, I feel like I could write books, man. When I told my mom that I wanted to be a stand-up comedian, she was like, oh, you're going to write about your patients. 
And I was like, no, like my three first world tours are going to be about this family alone. Like, <laughs> no one is safe, Joey. Yeah. No one is safe. I'm talking so much shit. Like, right. growing up, I used, I feel like I was a pretty funny kid. I always had like comebacks and whatnot. And I, now that I'm older, I realize because that's just how I, how I coped with things. That's how I fought back. You know, I mean, my voice heard. And you're right. You're right. I remember that. Yeah. You, you would always have comebacks. I remember Always, that. dude. And like, I was a little shit. I knew I, I knew I was a little shit. You know, now that I'm older, I'm like, damn, like, how did anybody put up with me? But, um, I'm glad I'm glad, <laughs> I'm, glad I'm here. Uh, it's just crazy. Like it just, I, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. Just like, we need to recognize that everybody is coming to the table with their own shit and the, their own way of processing that shit. So I think, like I said, like you had mentioned, like, you're just going to be seeing more of that, like the animosity, that polarity. We just, as long as we can just step aside, like let our own feelings and being hurt, like aside and just recognize like this person's struggling right now. I don't know what they're struggling with. I don't know what, they have going on or what happened to them in their lives. Like they're just really going through it. And then just, just move on. Like if we could just be empathetic to people and just not be so sensitive to be hurt by them. Like, you know, if we can empower ourselves and be more confident in ourselves and not let little shit just bother us and take it to heart. It's just, I think that we'd, we'd be in a better place. So hopefully, you know, I don't know if we're going to have another quarantine coming up, but I hope people just sit on that and just think about that. Cause I think a lot of people like to, it's entertaining to have that, like that, that banter, but I'm over it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to talk think... about COVID anymore. I don't want to talk about any of this. Like yeah. there's funny shows out there and there's, you know what I mean? Like there's things to be talked about. There's things to do. I'm into plants. I'm into. I'm really into plants. I don't know how this happened. I'm way, I'm way <laughs> you, over my head. You with plant plants, stuff. You like plant me. stuff. <laughs> Attached to all of them. Yeah, dude. Like I've always liked plants, but then this quarantine happened, and I was like, "Well, I gotta make the air inside my house clean." And I took it to heart. And some of them start to lose leaves, and I'm over here really depressed for like three days. Ooh, ridiculous. <laughs> wow. Like, wow, you're into yeah. plants. That's funny. Yeah. Hey, yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's it's a crazy world we live in. It's crazy. But going back to what you're talking about with family, that's something that um yeah, I can relate to. My parents also had a toxic relationship. And um, you know, as a kid, I didn't realize it how much it affected me. And maybe not, I mean maybe, you know, same or maybe not the same, but for me, like I know and probably for you as well, I don't want to pass it on to my kid. Like I definitely want to make sure that with my kid there is uh, I want to make sure I know who's around him, who, you know, who, and even then like with me and like my dad, like my dad was like a, he had a bad temper and I have a bad temper, but I have mm -hmm. to learn how to like curb it or like, you know, mm -hmm. just watch myself and watch what I do. Because I think a lot of the things my dad did when I was young, just his reactions and his, how he handled certain situations really affected me and my yeah. family and my brother and my sister to who we are today, yeah. which is maybe it's good. Maybe it's bad. You know what I mean? But, but I, it's something that I don't want, but who knows, maybe I was talking to someone about this two other days, maybe, you know, me trying to do, be so conscious about this is going to make me miss something else and just be fucked up on some other aspect of, his, uh, you know, so I'm trying to, 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 to be all around focused on him. 
but it's hard sometimes because I, I, it's easy for me to lose my shit. For sure, it's easy yeah. for me to lose my shit, and well, I don't want to be. We didn't have good examples, though, right? Like, right, right. Well, you know, bless our parents because their experiences were not our experiences, and you know what I mean. They they had to deal with that the way they needed to deal with it. Um, that's funny you say that. I was have you seen the new Encanto movie at Disney? No, Encanto? not yet, not yet. Oh, it messed me up, and I don't even like musicals, but like my daughter wanted to watch it, so I was like, let's watch it, and like essentially that movie has to, t- it, it's based off of breaking family cycles. And it has to do with like this pressure that Hispanic people have because our parents gave up so much to get over here, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and we have, we feel like we need to be successful. We need to make it worth it. We need to, you know, make them proud. Right. And this whole movie is about that. And it kind of, it talks about everybody's role in these Hispanic families. And we have like one of the girls, she carried a lot of weight on her shoulders and another one felt like she needed to be perfect all the time. And like, I started seeing a lot of different people in my family and what that meant. And the main girl, it's so funny. Like, so the main girl, her job in this whole thing was to, to, to be the emotional person to just say like, Hey, like I get what you're, where you're coming from and you, it's all right. You can be mad and you know, all of this jazz. And it's so, it was so funny. Cause like, man growing up like I was always trying to just like seek the peace and like Raymond did you know Raymond with his like how you'd always harp on me and stuff he'd call me Gandhi you'd be like all right Gandhi all right Gandhi (laughs) I'd be like you know like I just wanted to calm down you know like always and and you know it's at the time I never understood like um you know I hope Raymond hears this too because we're like beefing it right now, but I hope he knows he loves me, uh, that I love him and whatnot. But it's, <laughs> That'd be cool if you have to like that. Me. He loves me. Just, he loves just, me. We're like good. That. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's funny because like you had mentioned how your father was. And, um, you know, when I was younger, I didn't understand why people were the way they were. But that's one thing that I'm really grateful for. As I get older, I'm, I'm trying to be more understanding, you know, because I even have my own shit that I'm trying to work on and it's based off of like what experiences I had right so shit like I would hope for people to be patient with me and understanding of me so I gotta be that way too but this movie really made me think about that what you said just really made me think about like like when we try to not carry on these things that hurt us a lot of times we end up doing other things that ends you know keeps that cycle going so really the only way we can prevent it is just is is just knowing that we're not going to do it, that we're doing what we need to do to break that cycle. Like we just got to be confident that we're, I mean, like the fact that you're aware of that and that you're, you're trying like that is, is enough, dude. That's already one step more than our parents. So I was already, say that. yeah, you can't be like them because even these little baby things that we're doing, it's already, we're growing. We're right. freaking growing. I, I was going to say exactly that. I think the fact that we, we are acknowledge it is, is a big step because I think a lot of, a lot of people out there, I mean, I would, I don't know for sure, but I would assume that a lot of people out there are just recycling, recycling that same thing, you know, like, like doing exactly. And they're not aware. They're just like, Oh, my dad did it. I'm doing it. Yeah. You know, like, like, or like, you know, like I hear that all the time with, I don't know anyone personally, but I hear that all the time with people like on, you know, like forums and, and, and TV and shit where they're like, um, well, my dad used to hit me. So I'm going to hit my kid when it's like, well, well, is that really, what if it's not, what if it's not, you know, I mean, I mean, I don't, I'm hoping to never, I mean, I'm not there yet, but I'm hoping to never have to hit my kid. I hope I never will. But I was, 
raised. My mom would pull out the chancla. I mean, you know, old school Mexicans, you know what I mean? They would pull out the chancla and they they hit you with it. And that's something that I'm hoping that my son does not drive me to that point where I have to hit him. It's pretty hard, dude. I'm not gonna lie. And like, right, you know, right, right. With with finding out that I had ADHD, I did find out my daughter did as well. And it it's really, dude, for me, it was like really eye-opening because I was like, God dang, that makes so much sense. And I'm looking at her and I'm like, God damn, that makes so much sense. And it's just crazy because like I remember my mom was like, just wait, Paloma, just wait. And I'm like, shit, she was right, man. But right, right. You know what? The difference is gonna be that I remember what it was like being on the other side of that, being that kid and having to struggle with like, I really can't sit still. Like, I really can't, <laughs> you know? And I see my kid and she really can. I'm like, all right, let me take a deep breath because what she needs right now is someone to be on her team. Someone who's gonna be like more understanding, more reason. Cause a lot of times I get real triggered when she gets, she starts to act out and she'll have tantrums due to, you know, I'm not gonna lie, it's, it's not always beautiful. Um, and she'll have crazy tantrums and, and in those moments, it it's crazy because I can see why, you know, like our parents broke down and, and, and hit and, and yelled and it's, and what I can say is, you know, I remember getting hit by everything. I remember one time, dude, my dad sent me outside to get my own switch to get spanked, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I went out there and you know what I came back with? What? A palm leaf, bro. I came back with a palm leaf. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? I thought I had jokes. Oh no, I got the vacuum cord. It was crazy, but uh, let's move on oh, from that. wow, wow. <laughs> Wow. I'm sorry. Right. I, yeah, I'm not blaming anybody for, for doing that as parents. You know, I mean, everyone has their own way of doing things. But um, I just I just feel like for me personally, just because that was something that um personally it affected me uh, um, and my family is is the the physical abuse was that was I think that's why I became who I am in the ways I don't want to be. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to see, but we'll see. I don't know how that's gonna work. So yeah. Going on with my audio right now. I don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, so I mean, I'm not, I don't blame anyone for doing that. For 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 I mean, people do what you got to do. Yeah. And um, I just don't. I just don't know. I feel like maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's not the reason why I am. Because I'm I'm very like, like I used to get bullied in school, and mm. and I used to feel like I couldn't fight back. Mm. But it's like I want to teach my son. Like if someone lays hands on you, you got to oh, do something yeah. about it. And who am I to say that? And then he, me hitting him, you know what I mean? Like, like that yeah. to me is like, like, a, but then I think that's what I had in my head internally when I went to school, you know, I'd be like, well, you know, I was just accepting of this, of this abuse, of from course. not just my parents, but also these other people. It was just a normal thing. Well, I, I mean, if it's going to happen by your parents, what's your self-esteem going to be like? You know what I mean? Exactly. So that's why I kind of want to teach my son. Well, look, if any, I don't hit you, if yeah. anyone hits you, it's not okay. Yeah, I don't hit you. Your mom doesn't hit you. So why is it okay for these people to hit you? So I kind of want to make that the basis of, of who he is. I mean, yeah. I'm going to try to at least, you know, <laughs> see how that goes. No, yeah, I remember having a thought like that with, with like my daughter and just, I'm supposed to, you know, me and Eric are supposed to be someone who just loves her unconditionally. You know, what message are we going to send to her if we hit her? 
you know, I don't want her to grow up and be in an abusive relationship with some exactly, person. Exactly, exactly. You know, like, they, they really care about me. Like, he hit me because he loves me. Like, no, player, let me find out. <laughs> yeah, and there are people like that. There are people who who live their lives that way, and and they and that's normal for them. And that's maybe it's okay yeah. for them. Maybe that, that that's how they 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 want to live their lives. But that's not how I want my kid to live his life. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Like, um, what I'm coming to learn is that all of the traits that I want for my kid, she's already displaying them. I just got to survive until she's old enough to recognize, like, I am not the enemy. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's just me, her, and her dad, for the most part, cooped up in this house. You know, we all have our own things that we'd like to do, but it's just us. So it's, it's crazy. Like, we're all cooped up, and she's, you know, we're her examples of what people are like. And I'm like, you just got to sit there and be like, man, I really... <laughs> Oh, we don't mess this up. <laughs> right. It's like, it's easy. It's, you know, I will say though, I have like the best partner in crime for this. Um, shout outs to Eric. <laughs> it's it's crazy though, like raising a kid. It's like seeing how she's picking up some of my stuff, picking up some of Eric's stuff. And I'm just like, dude, to, to do this with someone, you know, when I look at my parents and stuff, like to do this with someone who does just, it's just not working out. That's crazy. Like raising a kid alone is crazy. So again, actually shout out to my mom. Cause like she raised four of us and we're all shitheads. And my dad was a shithead and like shout outs, mom. Cause <laughs> shout outs. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> for sure. I feel that now, dude. I feel it. Just, I have one. Like she always tells me too, you have one. I had four and you were one of them. I was like, yes, mom. I'm like, I don't know why she says that though, because I'm pretty sure Raymond's worse, but whatever. That's the subject for another <laughs> Hey, I, I I I don't know you guys that well, but I would have to say that Raymond is worse as well. Oh yeah, yeah. He's a piece of shit. Like everybody yeah. knows it, but everybody Raymond loves worse. Him. Raymond's got a good heart. He's just an asshole. Like that's well, yeah, that's gonna be my eulogy if he ever passes away. Like <laughs> before you <laughs> yeah. right? Raymond, am I right? No, I love him though. It's funny, like, you know, we're doing all right. As far as looking back on how we were raised and what was going on, we're doing all right. Yes, yes, I, I can agree with that. I mean, especially with him. I noticed that with him a lot. I mean, I, I just remember um, when he, I mean, shit, his son's like older now. Like, he's like in his teens, right? That's crazy yeah. how long he's been a dad. He's been a dad for a long time. Yeah. And I, it's just crazy how, like, you know, I didn't really realize that until I had a kid that, you know, even with you, like, you know, I know you had kids, but I don't really think about it until like I have a kid. Like, oh yeah, they're parents too. So we have something now that's we have something in common now too. Yeah. It's crazy. It is. It really is. Like, uh, because I think that as adults, we should we still try to have like our identities, right? Like you don't want to just be a parent and whatnot. But it is crazy to look at people and just be like holy shit you have children like you know that plea <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah they know they know what it's like we all know but we're all in the same boat i mean we're all doing all right all of our kids are all right yeah saying my internet connection's unstable that's probably why i was glitching out earlier i think they're playing uh just dance in the living room right now <laughs> there you go um, i'm pretty sure it's something like that. i can hear it i bet you right now eric's killing it he's probably doing black pink with emerson like he's the best girl dad <laughs> <laughs> that's dope oh, that's super dope yeah. 
It's cool. I'm excited. You know, it was funny when I saw that you had done a, one of these with Norris. I was like, Norris, I know. I forgot. We all work together, dude. That's right. And when he mentioned Eric, I was like, that's my Filipino dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he is talking about the story that I don't even remember. But um, Eric, because because it was. You weren't there. I wasn't there. So but he remembers you the story. Yeah, he remembers, he remembers the story. <laughs> Okay, then that's what it was then. then that's what it was. Because I was like, dude, I don't remember. I remember that guy after we talked. I remember that guy he's talking Ooh. about. But I don't, I don't, yeah, I wasn't, I don't, I don't remember that story at all. But he, and I remember that guy used to smoke some weird shit. Yeah, he was just like an oddball. He was an oddball. But you remember, you remember him too, huh? You remember that guy too, huh? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember that. He's like, he was like a Rasta man. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that was, dang. You were like, you were only there for a little bit when I first started working there. Cause then you, I think you moved to San Diego. Right. I went to the Sam's club in San Diego. You were famous though, dude. I remember when I first started working there, like you were the only person I knew that worked there. Right. And I would bring up your name and everybody was like, Oh, Joey, he drank. Yeah. Yeah. The Slurpee. Like you, I guess, chugged a Slurpee. Oh and, yeah. And your name was famous everywhere. Yeah, it was like a holiday something, and you slurped down a whole Slurpee. And again, I was just like, yeah, that's my cousin. I'm going to take credit for that. He's my cousin. I know him. <laughs> I remember that. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. I chugged a Slurpee. I remember one time going over, and and you're at your little booth, you were giving out samples. And and I went to talk to you real quick, just talk to you. And your supervisor was this, like, thin black lady. Oh, yeah. She walked over, and she's like, um please don't hit on my, she's being dead serious. Please don't hit on my, uh, on my, you know, my, my people. And I was like, this isn't my cousin. <laughs> I'm not hitting on her at all. That's only because Eric used to hit on me. <laughs> this one. That's how you guys met, right? That was from Sam's Club. Yeah. See, Sam's Club brings people together. And my yeah. wife, I, I think I told this to you, I, we're, we're talking about it in a chat. And when I was talking, yeah. I, was, I met my wife out here in Sam's Club. That's beautiful. I we said, shouldn't say that too much though, because we might get hit up for their cut. Like Sam's cuz one of Right. They're gonna wanna there's this picture of Sam Walton and like a meme and it says, um, um uh, like says something about like like always remember the guy who 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 gave you who who made you meet your baby's mama. And I always send that to my wife now. I'll put them in. I believe you know what it was funny because there was a lot of couples when we when I first started working there. Like a lot of people were still together from when they uh, I used to, I remember one day, one day I was slinging some pineapple meatballs, right? And Eric came by on his his break and he wasn't wearing anything. And he was like, oh man, these are so good. Oh, and they're microwave. And we were just, he was just hamming it up, dude. Yeah. I'm all, <laughs> that's how he got me. <laughs> we that's sold out all, all of our meatballs that day. <laughs> <laughs> he bought them all. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's, uh, so that's cool. Oh man. Um, that's cool i'm glad we have kids like they're gonna have a sense of humor they might we might traumatize them a little bit but they're gonna be funny <laughs> yeah yeah that's true that is true oh. all right paloma i think it's about time i think it's about time to wrap this up all right dude thank it you for the fun. hour thank you that was you, fun how easy was it for this hour it was pretty easy right <laughs> i'll have to see it later i'm like i think i kind of zoned out I've just been talking a lot no that's but, good that's that's what i yeah, want i need fun. people to talk so I thank you so much for this i really appreciate it this is great <laughs> thank you so much and tell eric i said hi and your daughter tell her i said what's up
Make sure to squish your little guy's cheeks for me. Okay. And uh, tell, tell your woman I said hello as well. Thank you, dude. Yeah. All right, dude. Later. Peace out. Thank you. Bye. Bye.